I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So this is what happens when you rely on leftist technology for your conservative viewpoints. Also, um, Biden, leave those kids alone, strikes again. And um, are we getting a dictatorship in America? All that and a little bit more coming your way. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, And this is Critical Thinking. <laughs> Good Thursday to you all out there in Rumble Land or listening via podcast, which ironically 83 to 86, somewhere in there, percent of you that are listening are listening via Apple Podcast for now. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, we have a lot to get into in a shortened version of our Thursday deep dives. Um, but if you want to get a hold of us, you can follow me at the Coppin Show, him at the Padoni Show, Mr. Padoni. Um, what you feeling on this Thursday? Besides um, tired. Bite me. Where and how hard? Okay, you actually take me seriously on that, and I'm going to break your face. <laughs> Jerk. Mm. Again, with the wonderful small talk there, Pat. Congratulations. Yep. Living you're up welcome. to your reputation. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Grief. So you're we have welcome. a lot to talk about on this program, and I think the the question I asked up front is the one I want to take first. Is America ready for a dictatorship? Is America about to get a dictatorship? And this is something that you had brought to my attention vis-a-vis a, um, a tweet. So I'm going to let you take this. Uh, the tweet specifically is what? So it's from Jesse Kelly, and I, I generally respect Jesse Kelly. I don't agree with everything that he says, and this is one of those things. Um, he said that COVID proved Americans want and need a dictator. None of the COVID tyrants faced the wrath of the public. Almost all of them were promoted or reelected. We are not a people who desire to be free, so we will get a dic- the dictator we deserve. Okay, so I'm curious as to what is disagreeable about this for you. Okay, so this this actually really bothered me. Okay. Um, so I, I I generally agree with the premise of, no, the, the COVID tyrants did not face justice or the wrath of the public. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. Okay. Um, many were promoted or reelected. I agree with that too. What I don't agree with is that this is somehow proved that Americans want or need a dictator. Now that might be true on some level. It might be true. And maybe that's why that bothered me, by the way, is because it is actually true on some level. However, I look back at history and specifically the American revolution, by the way, I think if you look at what really happened there, most people in the 13 original colonies at that time 
were either apathetic or had no idea what what to do when it came to dealing with Great Britain. They had no idea. Or if they did, they were completely apathetic and they just they wanted to be left alone. They wanted to raise their farms, their families, and wanted to be left alone. The American Revolution was won by a fringe minority. It's the same thing here. I think a lot of people are either apathetic or have no idea what to do when it comes to dealing with these COVID tyrants. Even though guys like you and me have laid out the blueprint time and time again, it's I'm comfortable. I'm safe. I have to protect my family. I have to be able to provide for my family, especially in this cancel culture. So it creates this uh, air of apathy, if you will. But if you remember, the American Revolution was won by a fringe minority. Mm. If we want to keep our freedom, it's also probably going to be a won by a fringe minority. Um, so no, I don't. I don't agree with the premise that Americans generally want a dictator. I think they either they don't know what to do, or they're apathetic towards it. That's where I came down on this. Okay, so I think we're gonna have somewhat of a lively debate on this because I one thousand percent agree with Jesse Kelly in this. One thousand percent, and. I just have a question for you. Define fringe minority when it comes to the American Revolution. It was won by a minority of people. It, it, the, but it the wasn't majority of people in the, in the American Revolution did not participate. You are correct that a majority did not participate. However, it was around 30%. That's not a fringe. That's just a minority. It was about 30% of the people, thereabouts, when you look at history, history and the writings of the time and, and uh, known memberships in the Sons of Liberty and how many colonies had it and this and that and the other thing, okay? Mm -hmm. it, but the other reality is all 13 colonies had a minority that participated. All 13 colonies eventually said, F you, and banded together. And fought. This wasn't just a Boston thing or a Boston to New York thing or whatever have you. This this mm. was spread throughout all 13 of the colonies, lest we forget that one of the very first battles of the entire Revolutionary War happened in Charleston or in that area. I think it was either that it was Sullivan's Island, I believe, uh, which is just outside of the downtown area of, of Charleston, as you would know it today. By the way, one of the most beautiful beaches I have ever been on in my entire life. But that I digress. Uh, so you, you don't get a full-blown 13-colony revolution if it's a fringe. Okay? So, uh, so I want to be careful about that term because that's not how history it, it perhaps works. That, per, perhaps that is the wrong term to use. Maybe you're right about that, but I still disagree with the premise here. Okay, so so here here's where I'm going with this. Okay, what did we just talk about yesterday? Is one of the main points of WTF? What was going on in Hawaii, more mm -hmm. specifically the island of Maui? Right. Correct. Uh huh. Are people are they or are they not lining up in mass? to get a government-issued card to be able to, quote-unquote, freely travel. They are. Yes. Is that a people yearning for freedom? Is that a, a people yearning to, to grasp at live and let live or life, liberty, pursuit of happiness? No, it's not. It's a people that are grasping for government answers. It's a people that are grasping and going to government. And when you have that, whether you want to call it apathy, which you could argue is part of the case, 
whether you want to call it apathy, whether you want to call it doing what you need to do to feed your family, I will see that and I will raise you. The government took away your ability to do those very things during COVID. The government took away your ability to step foot into a damn restaurant or a business or dictate to you on a local level, on the most hyper-locals of levels, what you can do, where you can travel, how you get to travel, what requirements you must meet to do this, that, or anything. And this is the point that I fervently agree with Jesse Kelly on, Pat. What do you call a government that does that to its own people? And more importantly, what do you call the people who sit idly by and lap it up? Not just lap it up, but get in line. Get We are literally yesterday watched a line of people as far as a camera angle could see. A professional camera angle, not your iPhone. As far as you could see. To please, 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 government, let me let me be able to drive my car to this part of the island or that part of the island. The American revolutionary spirit was F you, F your taxes, and F your restrictions on us. While that might have been a minority, it was far from the fringe minority. It was a steady, growing, and most importantly, active minority. But in today's America, were there people in COVID that stepped up to the plate and and rebuked government and said F you? Absolutely. We can point to the example of the people at the uh, New Jersey um, gym, right? We can point to various examples of that happening throughout COVID. But that was a fringe. I bet you you poll most Republicans and or test them and you would find that most of them jabbed themselves. And most of them, especially in big cities, would have jabbed themselves for the precious access to freely move about and and go to a restaurant and entertain themselves. More importantly than that, when is the last time the American people stood up, whether that was 10%, 30%, 40%, 50%, 60%, whatever have you, percent of the people, and told its government to F off. The Republicans passed the Patriot Act, right? We could go on and on about all the things over the last 20 years. George W. Bush, in order to save the free market, we must abolish the free market, right? In 2007 heading into the 2008 election. Actually, it was the 2008 election when he said that. Donald Trump, COVID. All of these things were done by the supposed freedom-loving, democracy, republic-loving, right-wing in this country. So when I look at what Jesse Kelly said, again, let's bring it up. Okay. He says, none of the COVID tyrants faced the wrath of the public. Almost all of them were promoted or reelected. We're not a people who desire to be free. And he's a thousand percent correct. There is not a single piece of evidence in the last 20 years that suggests the rebuke 
of those who take away our freedom. The only rebuke that really happened would have been the uh, 2010 Tea Party and that wave. But what did that wave accomplish? Nothing. Obamacare, still a law. Yes, they took the teeth out of the law, but it's still a law, right? We still have all of these things. The Patriot Act, has that been, oh, by the way, that's right, misused, the FISA courts and and all the illegal spying and all of the things that took place with Donald Trump, right? Has anybody in the FBI paid a price for that? Have the American people demanded in large enough numbers the FBI's dismantling because it can't be trusted to be about law enforcement instead of politics anymore? I would argue it's always been that way. If you know the history of J. Edgar Hoover, So I, I, I want to ask this question to you as we have this discussion. What evidence can you point to me that the American people want freedom? I mean, you have, as you mentioned before, you, you mentioned the pockets of people, granted a minority of people, even a fringe minority of people have stood up. Even people in my own state here in Utah have stood up to government and said, screw you. Um, we're not doing it. And they won. Um, and, and, and at the end of the day, they won. And here's the thing. They're still fighting today. They haven't stopped. They're still fighting. Um, so, yeah. You mean the State that agree, uh, gave us Mitt Romney? No, these aren't these aren't the same people that would have given you Mitt Romney. Yet he's still there. He is still here. I agree. That is okay. a problem. Hey, so, I'm not saying that 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 anyone here is perfect. I don't think anyone here is perfect. absolutely not. But right. my point my point is this, and, and and yes, you had a group. You had the Eric Eric um, Mutsos and and, and mm. you know. Uh, Kira Birkeland or Kira Birkeland and and some of those individuals doing those things and that's great that's grand that's wonderful but by and large that is the needle in the haystack so and maybe so I'm take. I'm talking in a macro level I'm not talking at the micro level what what at the macro level suggests that the American people desire freedom. I see your point. Yeah, I can't do. I can't. I can't think of think of one. But but here's the thing: it, it, if it if it doesn't start on a micro level, where where does it where does it go? I don't I don't disagree with you on that that point either. But we've been fighting that fight basically since the beginning of our partnership here on critical thinking, right? And has it taken fire? Has it? Caught on and thoop. I don't know. I, I I don't know either. And and I I as as to my initial premise at the beginning of the show, one of the things I brought up is that we are addicted to our comfort, and which which ultimately I think does make many people apathetic to what's actually going on because they don't want to sacrifice the comfort. They don't want to sacrifice. The ability to be able to feed their families—they're not ready for that yet. I, I, one hundred and twenty percent agree with that premise. So, so what you're saying is that the American people are ready to accept their dictator. Do we for have their a own, for in exchange for their own comfort? That's what you're telling me. But do we have a dictator? We are setting a government up to do so. Does, does, Perhaps. The, does that person or? Do we see it coming? I don't know. That's I think but that's, that's a different that's issue. a different argument and mm -hmm. that's a different story. Jesse Kelly is telling the exact truth. We are going to get exactly what we deserve because the lessons when you look at how you beat back dictatorship, when you look at the lessons of history, 
the people who have successfully decided to beat a dictatorship back, it might be the minority, and you're right. You're right. I fervently believe there's probably about 30% of the American people that are 1,000% checked out, totally apathetic, just want to live life, and they will go along to get along. There's another 30% that actively will root for it, okay? There's another, so you're at 60%. There's another maybe 10% that are willing right now to fight and another 20% that are rhetorically with you. And by fight, I mean politically fight, fight in your own, not in a physical sense, fight for the restraints of good government, the restraints of our republic, fight for life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That's what I speak on. I don't speak about violence because violence is not an answer unless violence has been done to you. And I mean real violence. Like, for instance, um, the Knights of Columbus get raided all across the country for their pro-life and fervent pro-life stance, right? And the government comes guns a-blazing at them and begins shooting. Do you have the right to defend yourself? Should people be standing by your side at that point? Hell yeah, Knights of Columbus is a charitable fraternal organization with values. Oh, my God, right? And I'm using it as an example, and only an example, but the point stands. The American Revolution, we can go backwards to that. The Sons of Liberty were a known, known organization, right? They, they knew they existed. They just didn't know the totality of membership and who really was running the show, if you will, and this and that and the other thing. Are there organizations like that that exist in America? Perhaps. I don't know of them. Are there fringe militia groups that are arming themselves for coming war and white nationalism? Probably, and they're terrible people because white nationalism or racial superiority of any kind is an idiotic ideology, okay? Mm -hmm. What have we seen the government do to people who fervently may hold anti-government um, sentiment but are largely nonviolent? Well, look at what happened in Michigan where they set up, they literally set up and made felons out of people who had no other inkling they wouldn't have done anything without the ruse of the federal government. They're now rotting in jail because of the federal government, because of what the FBI quote-unquote sting operation did to set them up to plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, except for it was the FBI who came up with the plot in the first place. So we've got 20% of the people who are just rhetorically with you and, and love to talk. We've got 10% of the people who are actively, like you and I, in the day-to-day -day of not just pointing it out, but actively being involved in, in the political fight, right? Whether that's at our local level, being involved in advocacy groups and um, in political policy making, Right? whether that's that or whatever levels of service. But we have 60% of the country right now who are either just totally apathetic or totally down to clown with dictatorships. And we have the apparatus in place for that. That's my point with the Michigan kidnapping story being brought up. You think that happens in a free nation? In a nation that's not in decline towards dictatorship. And then the, the final point that I will make here, and Jesse Kelly, I think, missed one thing with his point. Man has always yearned to be controlled. Its natural state 
is for others to control it. There's not a point in human history in which man has been free, period, point blank. Look at the stories in the Old Testament of the Bible, Pat. Look what they did. Moses disappears, right? Goes to to Mount Sinai for 40 days, right? He comes back and suddenly the people have worshipped false idols and golden calves and and all of the the gods of the the earthly world, right? That was only 40 days. They they sojourn for 40 years in the desert and and God makes them pay penance, right? for that situation. They get their freedom. They cross the Jordan, right? And they do all of those things. What happens relatively quickly after that? They clamor for a king, right? They clamor for control over them, a ruler of men. The entirety of human history is... Yes, a yearning for quote-unquote freedom at times, right? But the vast majority of human history is littered with dictatorships, monarchs, fascism, socialism, communism, whatever form it takes. What control? So we're, we are, what, may, what has made America unique is that we have not really yearned for that control in fact, our governmental system was set up in reverse of that. Our governmental system was set up for the protection of our individual rights. It was we the people, right? Not us the government dictating to you. But here we have the FBI, the CIA, the bureaucratic apparatus of every organization in alphabet soup that you can come up with in the government, willing to do the government's bidding against you. You're pro-life and and somebody attempts to assault your son and you protect, you're the one going to jail. January 6th, a 75-year-old grandma, five years in jail, right? And we could go on and on and on and on. For what? Taking a selfie in the rotunda of the Capitol? Yeah, going into the Capitol, probably stupid on that day, right? Probably pretty dumb. Um, But really, that's where we are? We're at a point in which those who yearn for that freedom are the ones being punished. And why? The ones being rewarded, to Jesse Kelly's point. Has Fauci paid a price? Has Burks paid a price? Has it? Oh, wait, Fauci has enriched himself to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars since leaving his cushy, um, highest-paid government position. Burks hasn't suffered a damn thing. In fact, she's been able to enrich herself. Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, right? We can go on and on and down the list and so forth and so on. Has anybody who has attempted to accost our freedom Great example, J.B. Pritzker here in Illinois. He beat Donald Trump boy Dan Bailey in a landslide. Wasn't even close. Here in Chicago, we had a choice between a pretty much old-school Democrat and Paul Vallis and the avowed socialist Brandon Johnson. Where are we at? Brandon Johnson. I'm going to tell this story from from yesterday, Pat. We get news yesterday that during the day, CPD caught a armed robbery in progress during broad effing daylight. Okay? They caught it. They saw it in progress, saw the car, saw the people. Tried to give chase, except for, nope, you can't do that in Chicago anymore. There's a no chase policy. Within 30 minutes, six other armed robberies happened with the same car. 
in an hour. That's Brandon Johnson's Chicago. That's the chaos. That's the that's the crap that's raining on the streets. Because we elected somebody who has socialist values here versus a Paul Vallis who would have focused in on that crime and, yes, getting to root causes, but first dealing with the reality that's on the ground in front of us today. So we're getting exactly what we have said we wanted when we vote. We are getting exactly what we deserve when we don't. That's the point of Rise of the Fourth Reich, the the idea of the Nuremberg-style trials that should have already been happening. Where are the impeachment inquiries, the official impeachment inquiries from the House of Representatives? Oh, wait, they're on vacation. Get your ass in here and do what you need to do. This isn't a game, by the way. This is one false move, and we no longer have freedom, period. We. Why is that story in Maui important? It's not just important because these people are willing to just line up. It's because the government is testing out what? Agenda 2030 right there. And the people of Hawaii want it. Oh, it's about the environment, Pat, and and, uh, 15-minute cities, right? If we just do 15-minute cities, we're going to protect our precious resources in in Maui and, and, uh, you know, uh, all the other islands, right? The big island of Hawaii and Kauai and, and on and on and on. Where else are we going with this? I, I I can't answer that. Other than to say, we are not a people yearning for freedom. We're a people yearning for, well, well, I want to do something and I want the government to provide it for me. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Otherwise, that's why I love Team Rubicon and, and Mercury One and some of these other charities that are out there who literally say, F the government and we're going to do the work. They're the ones who got the job done in Florida. They're the ones who got the job done in, in Louisiana after the last hurricane that hit it. They're the ones on the ground when tornadoes devastate Iowa or Oklahoma or Alabama, which happened last year, right? Not the government. The government ain't doing crap. The government's handing you $700 and says, go away. That's what you get for your dictatorship. Here's our loaf of bread and a can of soup. Shut the hell up. That's your dictatorship at work. And frankly, I am of the opinion we deserve every damn thing that is going to happen to us. Because nobody wants to pay attention or not enough want to pay attention and do something about it. And I'm going to show you some more of that when we talk about something else. But before we do that, Pat, I think it's a great time for us to play a little bit of the B or not the B. All right. Are you ready for today's headline, Pat? Hit me with it. Okay. 
the lady who leaked the fourth Trump indictment accidentally hit send instead of save, you guys. The lady who leaked the fourth Trump indictment accidentally hit send instead of save, you guys. While you're thinking about that, uh, we always talk about do business with those who won't insult you. How about do business with those who don't care about your politics, period, point blank. And that's all. That's our friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. Um, I don't think they have the bundle deal going anymore, um, but let me go ahead and just check to make sure. But our friends at Coffee Brand Coffee make great flavored coffee, tea, hot cocoa, K-cups, all sorts of things. And by the way, if you buy a certain amount of their coffee, let's say you go ahead and buy $80 worth of their coffee or more, you're going to get 20% off of your total purchase. If you buy $100, you get 25% off, $40, 12% off, plus enter the promo code critical thinking at checkout for 5% off of your purchase, whether whatever that purchase might be. Again, that is coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code critical thinking at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. All right. Do you need the headline one more time? I don't think so because that's not the B. Are you sure? Pretty darn because that's basically what happened. Well, you would be correct. We have $100 into our central bank digital currency in which, uh, wait, we can't access that account. Son of a. So we basically lost 100 bucks anyway. Damn it, Izzo. So, I mean, I mean, who, like, for real, Pat, who among us has not accidentally hit send instead of save a draft? I mean, we've all done it, but really, on something like this, really, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm, calling, I'm calling bullshit on this one. Well, according to the article from the Post Millennial, the Fulton County Clerk of Courts admitted to accidentally releasing the fourth indictment on former President Donald Trump. She said that she pressed send instead of save on the document. I am human. Che Alexander told Channel 2's Tom Jones on Tuesday. She was apparently under a lot of pressure to make sure the process went smoothly and made the oncoming indictment public. Um, Anybody else find something really ironic about this? Her name is Che. Hmm. Her name is Che. And she Mm -hmm. just accidentally hit send on a... Nah, you mean to tell me a socialist wouldn't do... No, you mean to tell me that a Marxist would... No, Andy, no. This is just a human error, and I'm just a human. I was under a lot of pressure. I hit bull bleep. Mm -hmm. First and foremost... This is obvious process, right? Yeah, yeah. Just no, just no, brah, nah. You accidentally hit send. No, you didn't accidentally hit send first and foremost because this went into a website. You hit publish. That's what you hit. You had a choice. Probably knowing knowing how these things are set up on the back end, you had save right next to publish and bull crap you didn't know you hit publish. Nah. Mm-mm. Fired. Why? Because you just made the defense case for dismissal. That would be why. Um, if it pleases the court, our our client is being persecuted by the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Well, it was just an accident. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It just, these quinky dings just keep happening in one direction. The direction of dictatorship, right? The Soros DAs and, and all of the things that we're watching take place in this country. It just always goes one direction. On freaking real, and we we called it right. We called it yesterday on the program. We said, "Watch." They're yeah, we come did. Out and say, "Oops, it was just a oops. It was human error, and we, we didn't mean to do it." We called it the day that we talked about it too. Just what the hell? Like I said, I call BS. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of BS, um. <clears throat> 
Creepy Joe has uh, reared his ugly head again, Pat. Um, I- I'm going to ask for your comment after after this creepy video. And I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> and Daddy owes you. So talk to me afterwards. Um, I don't know about you, but my skin is absolutely crawling. You freaking creep. Well, did you not see my reaction to this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daddy, Daddy owes you. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy, um, little girl? Ugh. I wouldn't go have ice cream with him, let alone let my kid go have ice cream with him. So screw that. I wouldn't take my kid for ice cream after. I, w- I would immediately take my kid and uh, it's bath time. We're, we're, uh, we're washing You're the right. creep off of you. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I will take you for ice cream. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those like, uh, and it's not just like a bath. It's like one of those like hazmat baths. What's next? Uh, what, what, I wonder what would have come next uh, and make sure that uh, daddy gives you his dilly bar. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Um, uh, and by the way, any any ice cream place that he would have recommended, I would have gone somewhere else. Why? Dear God, why? Again, we deserve what is coming our way. And frankly, again, I point to we want dictatorship in this country. We desire and crave it because if we didn't, that BS wouldn't happen. That wouldn't be the president of the United States of America. What the F? All right. Um, so beyond that, Pat, um, where else shall we go here? Because I think we've got a lot of things that we could talk about. Uh, well, I think we have to mention Apple Podcasts. England. Yes, you are correct. Which, as I pull up our statistics in front of us, because I can do that, um, and, and we'll have knowledge of this. Um, as we pull up our statistics, and this is going to be in, important in all of this. What we need to know first and foremost is why are we talking about Apple Podcasts? Well, yesterday, Glenn Beck and therefore all the rest of the Blaze, their podcasts were suddenly pulled down from Apple Podcasts. And if I were to take a look at the podcast player downloads by the app, here's the ironic part of this Podcast Addict and Apple Podcasts. Pretty damn close. Others, meaning not Spotify, whatever, but over 30% of our our audience that actually listens to the podcast is is based off of Apple Podcasts over the last 30 days, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just take a look at the all-time information so that we have really accurate information. Okay, there we go. Apple Podcasts represents over 50% of our audience, okay? I'm not surprised. Not surprised by that at all. Now, in the broader market, it represents about 80 to 85%, somewhere in that range of the totality of the people who are listening to podcasts listen via Apple Podcasts. And why? Because Apple has, has what? Cornered the market. About 80% of the marketplace for smartphones is Apple. Right. Okay? So- where are you tuning for your podcast? Likely Apple Podcasts because it's an app that comes directly onto your phone immediately when you own it. So, question for you, Pat. If 80% mm-hmm. of your audience can no longer consume your podcast, is that a freaking problem? Yeah, that's a big problem. Okay. Very big problem, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 12 hours later, they magically restored it, and they never gave them a real reason as to what the hell happened to take them off of the Apple Podcast uh, player uh, in the first place. But that 12 hours likely cost them tens of thousands of dollars. Say what? What are 
in most podcasts that are on a professional level. Uh, advertisements? Yes. And yes, I hate them as much as you do. But unless you are willing in this audience or every other audience to fork over money, right? How else do a, does a podcast or anybody earn money? Right. It, they don't. Mm-hmm. So I have a very simple question for you. As we talked about dictatorship, right? As we talked about we deserve what we're getting and we deserve a dictatorship because we yearn for control. That is my premise. I'm not going to put words in in um, Pat's mouth here. As conservatives, do we or do we not, and libertarian in my, in my side of things, I want to make sure on that, but as a libertarian that leans more conservative in my value system, personal value system, do we or do we not already know that the left is coming for us? Oh, I mean, if, what what have we been talking about for the last, you know, three, all over three years since we've been together mm-hmm. and really over the last couple of decades, what, what have we been talking about? Yep. If if you don't know that that's already coming, like you you really do have your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you are a podcast business, when you are a business based off of that and probably video, right? Um, because right. realistically, if you're doing a podcast and you're not doing video, you're doing it wrong. You really are. Um, especially right. this type of a, of a situation. So I bring it up to say this, Pat. My question would be this. Um, what, why are we not creating our own ecosystem for podcasts? And, and I have an answer. Mm-hmm. Because we love the convenience of not having to go somewhere else. Apple Podcast is a pretty easy player to deal with, right? It doesn't have many yeah. glitches. It it works pretty well. I, you probably don't consume it because it you you're an Android anti Apple individual. But well, I mean, I have Apple Music on my phone, but I don't. I don't. When I listen to podcasts, I don't use Apple. Mm-hmm. I don't even use Spotify. Right. Okay. Eighty percent of Glenn Beck's audience does. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. 80% of conservative audiences, period, point blank, are using Apple Podcasts. Where's the known alternative? Do alternatives exist? Yes, but yes. Spotify, leftist, right? CastBox, leftist. Stitcher, no longer in business, by the way. Um. Google, leftist, leftist, mm. and a crap player. By the way, that that Google pl- a podcast player is freaking awful. Like even its interface on the web to try to get into Google Podcasts is god awful. Where where does SoundCloud fall? Left. Mm. So all the major players that you can think of, Podbean, blah 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 blah. And and here's my other question. It's not just the player, it's the host, right? Libsyn, Mm. blah, 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 blah. We could go down Acast, Spotify for podcasts, which used to be, um, what was the name of it, Pat? Um, It had a separate name before Spotify bought it. Um, But anyway, Uh, it's now called Spotify for podcasts. It's the host. It's, um, but it doesn't matter. Yes. Anchor. Yep. Yeah. So it used to be anchor. Now it's Spotify for podcasts because Spotify bought it, uh, to be able to help monetize it, by the way, that's why, uh, to also gobble up a large swath of smaller podcasts, right. To give them Mm -hmm. a platform to boost advertising revenues. 
all of them still controlled by the left, right? This is how unserious we are about saving our own freedom and fighting for the First Amendment and fighting for these things. Glenn Beck, yes, he has created the Blaze and Blaze TV, 1,000%. I will guarantee you, though, that Blaze TV is using third-party applications to um, to host its its television programming, right? I guarantee you it's using Adobe or some other software to record, right? I guarantee you they are using all sorts of products from leftists, and that's fine. I'm not saying you don't do that, but what I am saying is when they tell you who they are and they execute on who they are, and it never happens to be the Young Turks or this or that leftist podcast. It's never mm-hmm. the the Daily from from New York Times, right? It's never not one of. It's always one way. It's because they're in the fight. It's because it's their cause. So I don't have the resources to be able to to build the infrastructure needed. But why are Parler, right? And AWS and all the things that we talked about after January 6th, right? Mm -hmm. And how you literally would have to control from the ground, literally below ground to the top. You would have to take on Amazon Web Services at some point in time. And this is the point of the monopolistic nature of what's been going on. It's not that people want to consume it. It is that they have gobbled up almost all of their realistic opposition because they're throwing gobs and gobs of money at them. And, hey, that's the business's right to take the gob of money, right? Absolutely it is, except for when the consumer doesn't have a real alternative, and they don't in high-end spaces. So where are we? As a movement, how serious are we about creating an ecosystem in which our ability to make a living, our ability to create content, to have it consumable and protected exists? How serious are we? Not very, it turns out. The people like Glenn Beck, the people like the people at Daily Wire, they're still using leftist technology systems facebook and, and or, or meta more importantly as they're known now is a absolute play an absolute play it is how they made their millions and millions and millions and tens of millions hundreds of millions of dollars they made it off of a bet that they could figure out the facebook algorithm and spend $5 to get Fifty, or you know, five thousand views on a video, right? And monetize that. That five dollars probably put fifty dollars back in their pocket. Would you take that investment return? Hell yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. They made the bet and they won that bet for a while. Now, are they in the fight? Are they creating content? Yeah, they are. But here's the question. Who controls that distribution channel? Who, When you go to upload that content, it has to live somewhere. Do you control your own servers? Whom? There are literally a handful of companies that would be able to handle the level of production that goes into the Daily Wire, the Blaze TV, yada, 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 from a production standpoint, right? the live production, the all of those things. That is not controlled by them. That is definitely somebody that is a third party that they're paying to access their software, their hardware, whatever it is, right? What conservative has stepped to the plate and said, you know what, I've got billions of dollars and I'm going to do that? Not one. I don't know a single one. Well, we created Parler and Gab and Getter. Uh, You, me, and uh, one of our friends that could code could create a rudimentary social media network. 
except for your social media network lives on the servers of the left. You're beholden to their rules. You're beholden to their whims on that day. You're still beholden. So you have to create the infrastructure. It's not just about creating the content. It's about creating the channels of distribution, the channels of of internal control in production. Yeah, you might you might have your own cameramen, you might have your own, you know, audio people and in engineers and this and that. And that's all fine and dandy and wonderful, but where is it going from from the the microphone that's in front of me to the computer? And then from the computer out, who is controlling that? It ain't us. So the good thing is we've got Elon Musk who's looking that direction with X. He is looking at that as a content upload area, right? He's looking at that that direction and eventually maybe going that way. And maybe that is a place for us to live without fear of taking down, without fear of never being known again, right? But you're still beholden to that whim. You're beholden to, what if Elon Musk sells the company at some point in time, which is very likely. You're at the whim of that. And you could be at the whim of any company, but what are the values? And and are they deep involved in the fight? Salem Media. Liberty Media Group, there, you know, whatever it is, right? Well, well, sure, they're they're in the fight, and they control some local, lots of local media stations, except for they're beholden to the FEC, right? Or the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, right? Mm-hmm. They're beholden mm-hmm. to it. You have to have a license. We could go down the road all the way. My point is, we don't control our own fate. In any way, shape, or form, we are beholden to people who literally hate you. I mean, when you when you put it that way, though, let's just say that someone did create a more conservative alternative, right, to where you could host all of your content. It's not just hosting you, it. Let's be. Let's right. It is the means of of producing it, right? Hosting it, distributing, distributing. it. Right, right. I, 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 get what, I get where you're going with that. But let's just say, let's just say hypothetically for one second that, you know, th- there is a conservative option. Are you not beholden to them too? Yeah, but we're beholden to executing or using a product mm-hmm. that has our values. Right. I'm not talking about true because it's not, it, it's impossible to do what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Without being right. quote unquote beholden to somebody that it's an impossibility unless you've got your own server farm I, out in the back. I just I just wanted to clarify that point. Is, yeah, is I understand. Is, yeah. I I don't think anybody's arguing that. What we're okay. saying is you should be doing business with those who hold your values at this point in time because even if this was a company that says we we are passionate about the First Amendment, there are. There are no guidelines other than you cannot do something illegal. Like you can't murder somebody on the air and we're going to host that. You can't do X, Y, Z, right? If you, that's the only guidepost. Otherwise you have every right to your first amendment speech as important as we might think the leftist speech is or the neo-Nazi speech or whatever BS, right? I mean, this is one of the biggest reasons why we went independent in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because we were beholden to somebody else's speech, controlling whether we earn a living or not. Right. That's the reality of that. Somebody else's speech affected our ability to be heard. Nah. If if it was our speech that got us in trouble, different story. Different story, right. Now, so I, I want people to understand that. Where are we collaborating together to create these opportunities to, to say, to go to Blaze TV, to Daily Wire and say, hey, stop doing business with those that insult you and start doing business with us. 
And more importantly, the Daily Wire, Blaze TV, investing in those types of operations. They've invested hundreds of millions of dollars into producing content. Because why? Because it makes them gobs of money on the backside, right? That's a money producer. But wouldn't you make more money by saying, hey, guess what? Mercury Radio Arts or whatever, right? Here's a fine example. What did Glenn Beck do when the terms of the agreements for his book production were unacceptable? He went and created Mercury Books. Mm -hmm. He created his own distribution channel and said, "Uh, F you. Where are you doing that with your podcast? Oh, that's because it would take hundreds of millions of dollars of investment to make it work correctly, to be able to scale it fast enough to be able to allow people like us to consume that third-party product that you call it Mercury Podcasts. I don't give a bleep, right? Whatever it is, but it's a, but we need production, distribution, and hosting all under one umbrella that these people are fervent believers in the First Amendment and the guideposts are clear as day instead of clear as mud. And you got to think that there's going to be some investors out there that would be willing to help out with this. I get the, I get that because probably the larger reason why they haven't done it is the cost. Yeah. From a so, business standpoint, it's probably the cost. If you're out in this audience and you've got a couple extra mil laying around to, to put some seed money together, get at us, DM me, email me, whatever. Let's collaborate. Maybe I only have the ideas and I'm not sure how to execute said ideas, but that's why you would, I don't know, bring the seed money in so that other people who have the expertise in those areas, we join together and we create. That's the problem is that we are creative within the forward, you know, uh, public facing side of things. And we're way less creative on the backside of technology and live production and all of that. Now, you can point to a lot of people who are really skilled and creative in, you know, woodworking, in masonry, in welding, in blah, 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 that hold our values. I'm not saying that by and large that's not the case. What I'm saying is in this field and in this area, We lack the creativity to think outside of the, I got to get a job box, right? I got to get a job using these skills. What if you create something that these people crave to want to consume? What if we say, guess what? We're creating an alternative to Apple podcasts and we are as good as they are. We have the technology that you're going to want to create, crave. And more importantly than that, More importantly than that, we're not going to shove our values down your throat. We're going to shove an amazing product down your throat, so much so that you're going to want to consume the ever-loving crap out of it because our podcast player doesn't have the glitches that Apple does. It, it, uh, It doesn't have all the other crap that Apple Podcast does, and we're going to make it marketable to everybody from every spectrum. call it marketplace or whatever the hell you want to call it. But we, we, we don't do it. And that's the reality of, of the situation. So with that, Pat, final thoughts on today's program. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And with everything I have in me, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we'd never become a dictatorship ever. Yes, fight the fight. Fight the fight. I'm not saying don't. I'm saying America is heading in the direction of we don't care. And when you don't care, when you are apathetic, those who do care take the power. And right now, the people who are caring the most are whom? The left. So keep that in mind. But also, be safe, be smart, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew... 547.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.